The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So this is All Saints Sunday. Uh, All Saints Day is actually November 1st. All Saints is celebrated the first uh, weekend of November. Uh, you probably all know this, but All Saints, as well as being a very important church festival, also has some cultural purchase still. All Saints used to be known as All Hallows, and again, November 1st is All Hallows Day, which means that October 31st is All Hallows Eve, uh, and that eventually became contracted to Halloween. So there's a little, little trivia for you today. Again, maybe you all knew that already. Um, I love All Saints um, for a number of reasons. I love it in part because it's our oldest son Luke's birthday. He was born in 1997, so he turned 26 this year. Speaking of birthdays, yesterday was our daughter Sarah's birthday, who's sitting over there. So Sarah, happy birthday to you. She just turned 22. So if you see her after worship, feel free to wish her a happy birthday. Um, I also love Saint, uh, All Saints, though, for more, let's call them theological reasons. Uh, I love it because it's an opportunity for us to give thanks for all the saints, the great cloud of witnesses who's gone before us, right? In some traditions, they talk about the saints who are both famous and obscure. I love that, famous and obscure, all of them. I love it because we have an opportunity this weekend to reflect on the individuals, the saints in our own lives, who have taught us uh, the faith or shaped us in the faith. So I think uh, in a, a lot of different people, but I think particularly of the pastor I had from the time I was born until I was in college, George Stapleton, and I give thanks for him today. I think about my godfather, Jack Nabel, Nagel, who also was a pastor, and I'm grateful for him. So I hope this weekend you have a chance to give thanks and reflect on those who have shaped you in the faith who are no longer with you. Um, and then, of course, like many churches, and I, I love this tradition as well, we will, in our prayers, name each of those individuals who has died connected to St. Saint, Saint Philip the Deacon since last All Saints Day. So we have candles on the baptismal font representing each of them, and there is a candle floating in the font representing all of the individuals 
whose lives we celebrate and honor and whose deaths we grieve. And I might say about that, uh, the, the act of remembering and honoring and acknowledging our grief, I think it's important because it strikes me as being honest. I'm gonna come back to that word honest in a bit, but I think we live in a culture that tends to want to diminish or deny or push to the margins painful things, difficult things, challenging things like grief. I don't think that's healthy, I don't think it's honest, and so I think it's a beautiful thing that at least once a year, we'd probably do this in other ways throughout the year, but at least once a year at All Saints, we can come together as God's people, as a family, a uh, family of faith, as brothers and sisters of one another, and acknowledge uh, that in this veil of tears, this life, when people die, yes, we are people of hope, we are filled with the hope of the resurrection, but death is hard and difficult and painful. And so grief is real, and I think it's a good thing that we can come together once a year to acknowledge that honestly. Can I get an amen to that? All right, so I've been reflecting on um, the gospel for today. Uh, it, it turns out, I sort of, I'm not sure I ever thought about this before this All Saints, but we, we follow a three-year cycle of readings called the lectionary. Two out of every three years, we actually read uh, the Beatitudes, either from Matthew as we did this year or from Luke. The other third year is the raising of Lazarus. And I have to say, when I first uh, noticed that it was the Beatitudes, I kind of thought, couldn't someone have picked a better verse for today? I mean, it's a beautiful passage, but I had to genuinely sit with it for a bit to realize why is it relevant for All Saints Day? And I'm gonna lift up three simple reasons, well, two simple reasons, and one maybe more subtle, but I think very important reason. The first reason that it's appropriate to read the Beatitudes is that first word in the eight or nine of them that are listed in Matthew, blessed or blessed. Um, and in a technical way, again, this is All Saints Day, the saints are in fact those who are blessed. They are the ones who now see God face to face in all of God's glory. And so part of the reason we read the Beatitudes is simply to remind us of what our future home will be, where we will indeed, like the saints, be blessed, okay? So that's one reason. Another reason is one of the verses, and honestly, this is reason enough to read it on its own, touches on um, this subject of grief. This is verse four, where we read, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Uh, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And I love, again, I love the honesty of that verse, recognizing that we do mourn in this life, that grief is real, and yet, as Christians, as people of hope, as people of the resurrection, we do also believe and trust and pray that we will one day be fully comforted. And so one of the other readings, we didn't read it, but it's appointed for today, comes from Revelation, the reading where we're reminded that God will one day wipe every tear from our eyes. That's often read at funerals. I love that passage. Or I also think about, <clears throat> you all know that I'm a big fan of C.S. Lewis. One of Lewis's friends, of course, was J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Lord of the Rings, a faithful Christian himself, um, and he has a line which I love. He says, the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus means that one day everything sad will come untrue. Isn't that beautiful? The birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus means that one day everything sad will come untrue. 
So I, I, we read the Beatitudes in part because of that verse about being comforted while we mourn. The, the more subtle reason that we th I think it's appropriate to read it though <clears throat> is it, whatever else the Beatitudes do, they flip our usual understanding, uh, the understanding of things upside down, right? Um, if we as a culture were to write something like the Beatitudes that began with the word blessed, which can also be translated as happy or honored, we would likely write Beatitudes like blessed are those who are self-reliant, blessed are those who are cheerful or bold or proactive or have a good reputation or a driving ambition, right? That is not what Jesus says though. That's not what's in the Beatitudes. Again, the Beatitudes turn things upside down and instead Jesus says what? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. So I wanna just uh, reflect on this turning up things upside down as it relates to our grief and reflecting and thinking about those who have gone before us who we love. And my sense, my instinct is that after someone has died and here we are talking about them now as saints, we have a tendency to wanna treat their memories with kid gloves, to maybe uh, valorize them or idealize them or make them maybe more perfect, let's say, than they were in life. I don't know about you, but do any of the people that you love who have gone to heaven, did, did any of them have any quirks or foibles? <laughs> I'm gonna guess from that little laughter that the answer to that is yes. And so I'm coming back to this word honesty. I don't think we honor the, our loved one's memories by pretending that they were perfect when of course they were not. I, have, I haven't met a perfect person yet. I don't know about any of you. So I think we honor their memories most by being honest about who they really were in all of their fullness, including their quirks and foibles. In doing so, it allows us to more fully grieve, to more honestly grieve. And it's also important because it allows us to remember that despite those quirks and foibles, God still loves them. And that's important for those of us who are still living because it turns out we may have our own, what? Quirks and foibles. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. And God still loves you despite that. And that strikes me as very good news indeed. I wanna conclude with um, a portion of a blessing. It's written by a contemporary American poet and author named Kate Bowler. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but it's literally called A Blessing for the Day We Mourn Our Dead, All Saints' Day. Um, and she touches here on, again, the, the language I used was quirks and foibles, um, recognizing that each and every one of us, including those who we grieve, uh, might have been a, a mixed bag of things, but we love them still. And we grieve most fully when we remember them in all of their fullness. So this, let's close with this as a kind of blessing or prayer for all of us. Blessed are you with grief present still, who carry the weight of surviving a loved one, of keeping the memories and sharing the stories. O oh God, you alone know the whole of it. You know their sufferings, their joys, their hopes, their winding paths, and every movement of their souls. Restore our souls even as you receive theirs. Welcome them in with the kind of embrace we wish we could give them. Blessed is the time they were given and the time you have now, whether in life or in death, love is there. 
And to that, all God's people say, amen.